The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to CCLVI, which is the Council of Citizen with Citizens with Low Vision International. Welcome to our tech program for the year. Uh, my name is Melanie Sonoe. Um, you probably know me with a few hats on from CCLVI. Um, um, I'm our co convention co-chair. Uh, I'm our secretary, and I am um, part of the publications committee, and we publish Vision Access. Um, this program, just to give you a little bit of background, came directly from members' feedback about what they wanted to see at convention. Um, so I'm very, very excited when we started building this out to have this program about the vast spectrum of technology from absolutely none, right? No batteries, no electricity to to the, to the galaxies and the stars and quantum physics and something like that. So <laughs> we welcome you guys here today. Um, I'm going to pass it over to Mikey for just a minute. He's going to co-facilitate uh, our event today. Thank you so much, Melanie. My name is Mikey Wiseman from Miami, Florida. I'd like to welcome all of you to this uh, great discussion. It is going to take place in three parts. So three 20 minute parts. Uh, we're just giving everybody some parameters so you know what to expect. Uh, 20 minutes each part, including questions. We have um, two panelists in one and one and one in the other, like Melanie said, representing everything from what we're going to identify as low tech, mid tech and high tech. Uh, we do have some questions uh, set up for our panelists. I go ahead and introduce two of them to you. Uh, we have Ms. Delta Gebhardt from North Dakota, and we have Ms. Jessica Dale from Michigan, right? Yes. I always get those states a little mixed up up there. Uh, You're right. So we're going to, and we're, after we introduce the other two, Melanie's going to take care of that. We're going to ask them to introduce themselves and tell us a little bit about themselves. Okay. So Zelda is in Zoom land. Hi, Zelda. Hi. <laughs> and then we have Cheryl McNeil Fisher from New York. Uh, she's in Zoom land. And Charles Cronin, uh, also from New York, is in Zoom land. Um, so welcome, guys. And then, like Mikey said, Jessica is here. Um, so if you guys do not mind giving us a little bit of an introduction um, about who you are, um, what, you know, what this concept means to you, kind of how it's, you know, how it spread the gamut for you. So if we can start with Cheryl. Hi, everyone. I'm Cheryl McNeil Fisher. And oh, my gosh, I'm so happy to be here. I am vice president of GDUI, vice, uh, second vice president of GDUI, Inc., and Vice President of GDYNY. Um, I'm happily participating with uh, today. Um, I'm the MacGyvering person. So basically I'm gonna be talking about no tech and what we can do with everyday things. And I'm also co-host with Kathy King on Writing Books Wonders. Thanks. And in case we didn't mention it, and I didn't know this, if you guys remember MacGyver, <laughs> I thought MacGyver was a name. Well, if you look MacGyver up in the dictionary, it's a it's a word. Yes. <laughs> and Cheryl is our resident MacGyver. <laughs> Thanks, Cheryl. Um, Zelda. Thanks. 
Hi, I'm Zelda Gebhardt, and in CCLVI, I serve as the first vice president. Um, I'm the past president of our state affiliate, NDAB, the North Dakota Association of the Blind, serve on a couple of, of national committees, and, and I live in Edgeley, North Dakota, um, out in the middle of nowhere um, in the country, and that's where I like it. Um, I've been married to the same sighted man for 46 years and we have four grown sons and 11 grandchildren and I um, have some vision but I have been losing my vision over the last 30 years uh, due to Stargardt's and since I've retired I'm pretty much a full-time volunteer for all of the the organizations above in my church. Uh, hobbies I enjoy include uh, sewing and reading and, and um, gardening, cooking, and I'm currently learning how to play the piano. So um, check in with me and see how that goes. Um, but anyhow, I'm happy to share. I, I don't consider myself techie, um, but when I started writing down the things I use in my life, um, there was quite a list. So um, that's what I'm going to share with you today. Thanks, Zelda. Charles? Hi, my name is Charles Cronin. I'm from Long Island, New York. Um, past treasurer of ACBNY many years back, uh, past board member of CCLVI. Um, I have partial sight in my left eye, uh, none in my right. I've been very fortunate though. My vision has remained uh, very stable for uh, most of my life. Um, I am retired. I worked as a computer operator among other things. And I'm looking forward to participating. Thanks, Charles. And last but not least, Ms. Jessica. Hey, guys. I'm Jessica. I'm 28. I'm from Michigan. And gosh, I've had experience with technology since I was young. I started by just playing with it. I didn't even read the manual. So super excited to be here. Huge thank you to Mel for asking me to be on this panel. I couldn't be happier. I'm looking forward to talking to you guys today. Thanks, Jessica. Wonderful. Thank you so much. So folks, I just realized that I, I, I live in a very small bubble and I don't get out of my cage much. Most people don't let me out. My president is uh, hosting this call, Ms. Sheila Young. And uh, I just expect everybody to know me. <laughs> but I'm Mikey Wiseman. I said from Miami, Florida, I'm the first vice president of Florida Council of Blind, president of Florida Council of Citizens with Low Vision, and I'm most popularly known as a tour operator for ACB. Yay. So I, I do apologize for that. We're going to go ahead and get the question started on our lower tech side with our MacGyver, Cheryl. Um, what is the one thing, and I know it's a hard question, that you cannot live without? If you had to get dropped off on, a, on an island or... <laughs> commute in a city or spend a day somewhere, what is the one thing that you're going to need to have in your pocket or on your person that you cannot live without? This is no tech you're asking me or just in general? Uh, no, no, no tech. We're going to try to no stay out. Tech. Um, okay. So me, I'll say no tech. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I'll or say. Low tech. You could go low tech if you would. Uh, well, I'm saying I'm going to stick to no tech and I'm just going to say, I think for right now is tape, tape, duct tape, duct tape. 
duct tape. So, okay, we're going to, you know, we're going to have to peel back some layers on that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> tell me a little bit about any specific duct tape. Is it colored and, and why and how? Well, I'm going to have a, see, I'm, I got to have a variety of tape. You said one item, but one item of different colored tapes and different <laughs> types of tapes, double-sided tape, colored, uh, there's all different colors of duct tape. There's purple, orange, white, blue, uh, peace signs, flowers, whatever you want. And then there's this really wide duct tape that's super, super big. And and that's great. And, and regular packaging tape. So I just want to, I'm going to have all of my tapes all with me, maybe not in my pocket, but in a little pouch right there with me. So I can mark things, I can tape things. And if people are talking too much, I'll just slap a piece on their mouth. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, and you know, I just want to say real quick, for no. those of you that don't know me, I'm also on publications committee with CCLVI. And so I, I always assume two people know me also. So carry on. So, so your tape, is you use it to mark it, bind it, hold it, bind it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and quiet it right yeah yeah <laughs> tape is good for everything yeah you Wonderful. can write on it you can write on it if you need to write on something write on it and then if you put bump dots on something like my suntan lotion i'll put a bump dot on it or even if you use the raised paint so that it doesn't come off when i'm outside i put clear packaging tape over it because then i can still feel through that tape but then it's holding everything together on this on the uh, lotion bottle. Well, I I, th I think I think you're going to do a great job in marketing for tape. How's that? Uh, <laughs> Zelda, what would be the one thing that you cannot live without? Oh boy! And I I think I suggested that we ask this question, and I'm I'm rethinking that that decision. it'll come back and bite you with me, Zelda. So Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but when when push comes to shove, um, I would want and and now that Cheryl's got her assortment of duct tape with her, I want my array <laughs> of handheld magnifiers of various different strengths because it depends on what I'm looking at. If it's the itty bitty little tiny print that's on on a you know bottle of of supplement at at the store. I might need my my 10x, you know, if it's large print, like 18 aerial bold, I might get by with a, you know, a six. Um, but so I, I usually people don't know this, but in my purse, I have like a holster that has a small one and a large one, you know, and around the house, I've got just various handheld magnifiers everywhere. I was going to ask how many magnifiers you carry with you, but I'm, I'm, I'm interested to know what happens when you go through TSA and they find all that. <laughs> well, uh, and they're usually in varying arrays of, of, um, of workability. Some of them have batteries. Some of them don't have batteries. Some, they all have lenses, but, um, you know, you know, some of them have seen a bit more time and use and abuse. Here's to Charles. Okay, you? for me, it's going to be a uh, CCTV. So if I'm on the island, I don't have my CCTV. The bills don't get paid. The mail doesn't get read and checks don't get written. 
And do you, are you talking about a portable CCTV or a full screen one? I use, uh, I've used both, but really the one I'm talking about for me is the, uh, is the full screen version. Gotcha. Jessica, what can you not live without? Oh man, good question, Mikey. I would probably say my iPhone because it has so many apps on it. One that I go to almost daily is the Envision app, which actually recently, as of a few months ago, has gone free. It used to be subscription-based. Wonderful. So, Jessica, for those that don't know, what does that app do? Good question, Mel. It does a whole myriad of things. You can identify objects, read things, Excuse me, um, Jessica, can you speak up to, I mean, can you speak up just a little bit more for people who are listening on Zoom? I don't know, but it, you're very faint. Thank you. Oh, sure. My there you mind. go. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the app does a number of things. You can save documents to your library. And your library actually syncs across devices. This app that I just mentioned is available on both iOS and Android. And if you create an account, then that will allow you to sync the documents that you scan across devices. In addition, I use it for barcode scanning. And I don't think that app does currency but there's another one that I'll briefly talk about called SuperSense that does do currency. And that's the app that I use for currency actually is SuperSense. Great. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. So we're going to kick it back to Cheryl. Um, if any of you guys have read any issues of Vision Access in the last, oh, I don't know, year, maybe a little over a year, you've seen Cheryl's um, low-tech, no-tech columns, Miss MacGyver, <laughs> um, and her trips to the Dollar Tree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Cheryl, uh -huh. can you elaborate on some of that? Sure. I have a little box of goodies right now, <clears throat> some of my favorite things. And I also, and uh, you know, what works today may not work for you next month. And that's been the key for me has been flexibility and adjustment. Do I like it? Absolutely not. But I have these wonderful little tools. Like when, you know, when I first started, it was a regular black big pen was fine. Or that 2020 pen. Actually, that was too dark for too much for me at, in the beginning. But now even this big, there's a one inch and I, it's a chisel tip, which is a slanted tip, big black marker. I can write with it but I can't always read what I just wrote because of the way my vision has gotten. But that's a great tool for some of you that don't know, they come that big. Little boxes, I compartmentalize with boxes. Now I brought out, I had one of these th things that made me think of, I had a shoe box. Oops, did we lose MacGyver, it? did we lose you? Well, these things happen, folks. Do we have uh, Zelda? 
Yeah. Okay. Here what I am. You... Oh, there's Cheryl. There's Cheryl. Uh, sorry. Somehow I muted. I got muted. Um. So I have a shoebox, and I took a bunch of six or eight, six to eight, um hot chocolate boxes and then I put them inside of that and that made separate compartments for cards notes or bills uh, if you're still able to use you know using paper bills it's a, it's an inexpensive way for you to uh, compartmentalize I and I'm not one of these super organized people yet I do like to be I love compartmentalizing with baskets. And when I talk about the dollar, now it's dollar 25 tree, or, you know, you can get a lot of things on Amazon because I, for myself, going through these stores anymore is like a car driving down the road at a hundred miles an hour. I can't see anything, you know? So um, thank goodness for technology, but um, the, a lot of these things are inexpensive and that's, you know, electrical tape. My husband's an electrician. So I have all colors of electrical tape. I told you I love tape because electrical tape will stick on your shampoo bottles or, you know, I mean, a lot of you use rubber bands, which are fine. But, I'm you know, I told you I'm a tape person. And the other cool thing is that wire. You can get a whole spool of this wire Project stuff that's got a little Close. little cutter on it that um, so that that, you know, it cuts. You can cut it and, and you can attach things and wire things up and you know keep them near you and another thing you can get a package of 12 of these on amazon for about five six dollars and some of you know when you go to a restaurant public bathroom and you have to ask for a key they're on these little plastic coil keychain rings some of them are able to open some aren't well mine is about a six inch long and on one end is a key ring and on the other end is a clip lobster claw whatever you want to call it but it, there's different and it's a clip so what i do with these if i, I can tape this key ring part to a remote control so i don't and then clip it to um, I have it clipped to a um, in different parts of the house where, like, say, in the living room, it might be clipped to the side of the sofa or something. I find different ways. And these are in these are things that are hidden where people don't it. You know, most of the time it's just me and my husband, but people don't even see these things. And then, of course, when they do, they just think I'm a genius and I use them in my purse. I can put I put a little hole in my credit card and on the end that's the chips not on and then slip the the ring through the credit card and then the little clip goes on a zipper inside my purse or in my wallet so then when I got to use my credit card I just pull it out it's still attached to that bungee and slip it through or even if I if I have to give it to the cash register person I take it off, unclip it from inside, but there's still this longer, key, uh, you know, bungee, I call it a bungee, hanging, so it's less likely to be left behind. I don't know about you guys, but thing, and I do the same with my wallet in my bag is attached to one of these two, so that if I pull my wallet out and I'm getting cash, it's, it, I'm able to, you know, manage it very easily, and I'm, I'm not going to leave it behind if I get flustered, because, you know, when we're trying to get things done and then people want to get involved and blah, 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 I can get very flustered and then something can drop or get left behind. So, you know, finding there's so many different ways 
for us to do things. I know a lot of you have different ways of doing things. I use, um, I like Contigo because their travel mugs are straight down. They don't have that like V shape. So they're straight down and I have a hot one and a cold one going all day. So then if I hit it with my hand, it's not going to go flying all over and spill things. I, you know, finding, and if you don't have something to uh, hold it in, I have made my own little holders that are weighted down. But these, the duct tape has, is wide enough. The inner circle, you can stay, use it to put your uh, travel mug in while you're pouring your stuff, you know, your liquid in, so you're not knocking it over. Um, does any, anybody have questions or anything right now? Hi, so I just want to make a comment. So I want to say MacGyver, you're, you're Cheryl, right? I'm trying to make sure. I'm Cheryl, talking. yes, I'm Cheryl. <laughs> so, so Cheryl, you are a genius. So I just want to make a comment and affirm that you are a genius because I love page two, and one of the things, that I have used a huge masking, a huge roll of masking tape for is exactly what you do. I, I was constantly knocking over my drinks. So now I have two of them that I use all the time. I don't actually use the tape, but I use it to keep from knocking over my drinks. And my family thinks I'm crazy, but it works. It works. Oh, yeah. It's great. So yeah. I just, and you I know, just wanted and to, let me ahead. add to that. You can take that little a cardboard thing and then get a bowl with some little you know inexpensive you can order some little some plaster you know the plaster of paris and you can make your yeah. own little weighted one so then it's weighted and then uh, you're really oh yeah and you can really show them I, off i'm just saying that you know i have these huge rolls of tape and to yeah. hold down my cups and i thought Good i was a you. genius but we're yeah. both geniuses well, so you thank are. you Cheryl. thank you we are we <laughs> all you. need to be encouraged thanks love and then um also i wanted to mention bump dots you know some of you use them some don't for me bump dots are great but i buy them by blingy ones so on my keyboards there's different size bling. They, when I say bling, they're little gemstones that you can order online, uh, get them at a craft store. And I put them on my keyboard. I have them on what, two, six, and zero, and you know, some different spots on my keyboard. I have them on my microwave or something. It just makes me feel good on my dishwasher. There might be, I think on my dishwasher, I used little kids before they get their ears pierced they have these little stick on earrings and i have little hearts i think on my dishwasher like those so finding other things that will um it just feels good you know it's like it's not we find different ways to deal with our loss and uh rather than and i'm not saying anything there's nothing wrong with the bump dots but i just I like bling. So, and then of course the raised paint um, works really good too. But now with these little dots, I can use them as braille now that I'm learning braille. And I, and I'll say one more thing too uh, about that. I have two things. One is that when I was losing my sight, I w had a hard time even using Zoom text. And even though that's high tech, I just want to say I put my nose right up to that screen. And I know, no doubt in my mind, it did not help this progression. 
And the other thing is that I was not encouraged to learn Braille. And if someone maybe, maybe had said, just learn it to label things in my, uh, you know, a prescription or a, a supplement or something, maybe that might have helped. But I balked. I balked for a very long time. And now oh, I'm so proud of my little Braille dots that I put. I use my little bling and I mark everything with it. And then I'll put tape over it if I have it outside or something. But finding ways to just designate things with a couple of letters. So I just encourage you. Um, somebody told me embrace my blindness. Ha! I told my friend, you embrace it and tell me how it feels. But um, <laughs> but now I can do that. <laughs> well, I'm glad to be so here much. with all of you. Thank you so much for sharing that. Do we have any questions in the room or any hands still raised on Zoom? Janine? Yeah. Okay. Um, so Miss Cheryl, I, I love hearing your story. This is very inspiring. Um, so I, I wanted to tell you, if you go to Target or to Lowe's, they have this little pack and you can get corkboard round circles. So there's corkboard and sand and there's some that are puffy and some that feel clear and some that are wood. And it's like $4 for the pack. Because I learned how to mark stuff with stickers and puff letters, like kids' mm -hmm. letters. That's how I label yeah. my stuff. And for your low-tech, I, I use a Frisbee for, like, pouring my stuff. But I like the idea of the duct tape thing. But I put the Frisbee so I don't spill um, mm -hmm. when I'm making tea or when oh. I'm baking. Like, I bake mm -hmm. a lot. So if I spill sugar, mm -hmm. it only goes in the Frisbee. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Janine. Great. And hello. Hi. Yes. We have a Bye. question in the room. Go ahead. Who's that? Who's speaking? Hello, this is uh, Edward Cohen from uh, Southeast tropical part of Minnesota. I, I have a question question about uh, using Braille and putting Braille on the tops of things. What uh, technique do you use to, um, I mean, I can Braille on Braille paper, but then sometimes taping it down just doesn't feel good or, you know, it's, it's not neat. I just wondered if you had a, another technique for getting Braille, labeling something and getting it on a, like a small bo bottle. What so. I use and I love again is um, stick glue, Elmer's stick glue. Some of the cheaper ones are not as good, but Elmer's I found is very good because sometimes I'll reinforce one of my dots with that. And then I take maybe some scotch tape and make sure my corners and edges are down, but I don't put the tape right over, say, a Braille piece of pa Braille paper. But I found that if you use that tape, that will help also. And you can get it corner to corner, but uh, it depends on what you're, what you're taping it on. But I find oh, so helpful on all these supplements and different things. Mm -hmm. Great. Yeah. So Thanks. I actually have a question, if that's okay. This is Mikey. What do you, how do you drill into your credit cards and have you managed to get through one of those fat metal ones that we're using now? Ah, I don't have a fat metal one, but um, you can use a very thin nail, like a little finishing nail and just hammer the nail through. Or you can have a wonderful husband like <laughs> takes a little drill and makes a hole in it. But uh, a little finishing nail will do the same thing because all you want is, you know, a hole big enough that you're going to put your key ring through. Awesome. So as we move on to our next uh, uh, group, uh, next uh, chat, 
I do want to end with this one question because I, I, I want to thank you for your candor and your honesty. And I think many of us, whether it be through our own eye condition or as we age, right, naturally, mm -hmm. uh, we may have stable vision, but we're still getting older. And we know that the, the eyes age uh, much like the rest of our bodies. But uh, <laughs> what what is some, you said what worked for you yesterday doesn't work for you today? Is there anything that you, you heavily relied on? And so this question is going to go for all the panelists. So heads up. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that you used to use that was that's no longer viable? And and how did you deal with that adjustment? And how did you say goodbye to it? And how, and what did you replace it with? Um, the magnific magnifiers, uh, once in a while, they're okay. I can see with some of it, but say on a bottle or something. And what I have replaced that with, cause I still have one of those old, it's a Magnicam. It's like hooked up to a t little TV and a uh, flat screen and it uh, works like a mouse. So it's similar to the CCTV. But I, I don't, I'm really working on relying on the readers. Like I use the Envision and for anybody that's E-N-V-I-S-I-O-N. -S and that one works really well. And it actually will read columns too. And the Super Sense and there's a, even the magnifier that's on your iPhone will read certain things, but that has been helpful. But uh, the Zoom text, I I don't use that much anymore. And that was something I heavily relied on was the CCTVs and the Zoom text and even handheld magnifiers. And I do use them once in a while just to read something on the screen if I really need it. But yeah, that's I'm using voice more. Thank you. Using voiceover. Well, thank you so much for sharing. Mm -hmm. uh, what we'll we'll definitely circle back around. I hope you're able to hang out for the rest of this session. I am. We will progress now um, to Miss Zelda Gebhardt. And if uh, you could go ahead and share with us about you and your tips and tricks. Okay. Well, I, I kind of compartmentalized them. I'm going to use a, a word of, of Cheryl's um, and, and kind of listed them as far as where it is that I use them. And the things that I use everywhere, of course, on my iPhone, my iPad, um, I use an ID white cane um, because if, if I'm not in a strange place, I really don't use a white cane um, yet. I'm starting to get to the point where I need to, but um, that, that's, another, that's another hurdle for another day. Um, I also um, often have along with me just a set of binoculars um, for, you know, if I'm in a strange town and I can't, you know, I can't read the street signs, but I can with the bull's binoculars or the signs on, on the storefronts or um, if I'm at a sporting event of one of my grandkids or a concert or whatever, I want to see, you know, I want to see them. Otherwise, why go, right? So <clears throat> I use the binoculars. And in my office, I use color file folders. Um, Mel knows how I love color. I love highlighting. Um, it helps, you know, color helps me di differentiate from one thing to another. So I use color a lot. Um, um, you know, I, I have a PC that has a large monitor um, and, and I use Microsoft 
magnification. I tried Zoom text, wasn't a real fan. Um, you know, it just, Microsoft has gotten so that they, they, they're really good at, at um, the magnification now. I find that that works well. Um, and then I'm like Charles. I, my CCTV or video magnifier has been, you know, to my right on my desk, you know, for the last almost 30 years. And right now I'm using a Topaz and I'm using Humanware's Explore 12, a 12 inch uh, one. And that allows me to, to take it places. You know, the, the Topaz uh, is, is a large uh, desktop model and the Humanware Explore 12 is, is a more portable one. I can take it in a, like a briefcase type deal. In the kitchen, my favorite thing, and you can't get it, you know, you can't take it away from me is, is a Vidalia onion chopper. And what is that you say? Well, I'm not so good at my knife skills. So I, um, this is a, it's it's like sharp blades that are in a grid and so there's like one that is is half inch between the the blades and so i can stick like a like a uh, an egg in there a hard boiled egg and won't come down with the top and and i get the most perfect little square pieces of hard boiled egg or you know so my potato salad is beautiful and everybody thinks oh wow she's got great knife skills but i use that for onions as well as as many many other things in the kitchen i just love it um <clears throat> and in the kitchen i use different colored measuring spoons now everybody likes a match set i don't um i have a yellow tablespoon i have an orange teaspoon they're from two different sets but those are the ones that i keep it handy um so that um, when I'm reaching, there's that color thing. I go for the color because I have enough vision that I can, I you know, can dif differentiate between that one and and the next one in the drawer. Um, makes it a little quicker. And then I've taken a, a cheap pair of metal spoons, uh, measuring spoons, and I've bent the handles. So when I'm measuring something like vanilla or olive oil or whatever, I I it, the I bent the handle up so they're like a gravy spoon, uh, gravy spoon, a, a ladle, and and I dip it down. I put whatever liquid I'm measuring in a in a like a jelly jar, and and then I dip dip down, and then I come straight up, and I know I've got it full, not overflowing, but full, and I get accurate measuring. So those are some of the things I use in the kitchen. Um, and other than my audible timer, I, I love that. I like it speaking to me. Um, it's the only thing that talks back to me in my kitchen. And then my waffle iron. We have a, I have a husband who loves waffles and this waffle iron, it beeps when the waffles are done. So somehow it's got a sensor that when the steam stops rolling, um, it, it, it goes off and I don't have to wonder, are my waffles burnt? Are they, are they not done? Um, so that, that's what I use in, in the, in the kitchen, in the sewing room. Cause I said, I like to sew. Zelda. Yeah. Zelda. Yeah. I know you're not in the room, but sometimes things happen that we want to share and make sure everybody's included. So sure. when you got through the Vidalia chopper, everybody's yeah. head turned to the, their neighbor. They're like, oh, God, I love mine, too. And, oh, uh, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, a lot of us got very excited about it. Uh, I think uh, Melanie wants to jump in here with a question for you. Oh, absolutely. Topic. Go ahead. So first of all, I learned something. I'm going to bend all my measuring spoons. 
Yeah. Um, question though, Zelda. And I metal ones, I, metal ones. You gotta metal, have metal yeah, ones. I hope yep, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the plastic ones don't work so well. Not so much. Okay. So yeah. I wonder back when, you know, you were juggling your kids' schedules, right? And yes. sports and all that. And yeah. now you're juggling ACB grandkids and life. Yeah. Uh-huh. What have you changed or what have you modified between then and now? Or, you know, what is it? What does that difference look like? Well, number one, I, um, I still cook in large amounts and then we just have leftovers for everything. <laughs> we, we just coast on leftovers for three days, you know? Um, that's one of the things, but I've always batch cooked, you know, so like brown a whole bunch of hamburger and then, then, you know, put it in freezer in, in, in the hamburger keeping, you know, c- containers. I find if I don't put certain things in certain containers, um, it goes into the freezer, but never comes out. It, it's like it goes to la la land and I never retrieve it. So I have to, um, there are certain uh, storage things that I only use for certain things. And that way I don't have to worry about labeling per se, but I know that shape in that, in my freezer is going to be cooked chicken or, or whatever, you know? So that's, that's kind of how I, um, I do. I don't know if I answered your question or not, but kind of went went down a different rabbit hole. No, so, no, you're yeah, still good. Yeah. Information. But that was that was wanted- that was stuff that that kind of helps me um, navigate things and and expedite my time in the kitchen, so I can do other things, so I don't just get stuck there. No, that's perfect. Thanks. Elvin. Okay. So okay. I do want to make sure we get Charles in on here. So, Mr. Oh, Bill Payer. <laughs> okay. So. Um, I'm going to go for what I did and what no longer works. So I'm going to approach this backwards. Um, I used to have enough vision um, where I could wear a good, powerful pair of reading glasses and using a, uh, a, a bright lamp, do my checks, do my mail, and uh, all that other good stuff. Magnifiers, the handheld ones, really never worked well for me. So about uh, 10, 12 years ago, a good friend of mine lost her mother and her mother was using a CCTV and she asked me if I would like to try it. Um, And uh, so I I did that and I found that uh, initially it made reading my mail a lot easier because obviously now I know I was losing vision slowly, um, but I always blame the mail. I said, you know, they're just typing it smaller. Uh, but the CCTV did, did wonders for that. And I eventually learned how to do my checks on it um, because I can no longer do that. So what did that do for me? Uh, quite simply, without that, I would have needed... Um, uh, someone to come in and uh, read uh, my mail, or I would have had to have a uh, higher tech gadget, which they do have now to scan stuff in um, and uh, possibly uh, do the checkbook. On my computer, which I happen to use a lot, um, I used to be able to use just a large monitor. But again, over the years, um, especially lately, as as was pointed out earlier, 
aging out a bit. So the vision isn't quite what it was. Uh, I use magnification and a screen reader combined. And, and both of those help me. Um, in the kitchen, one of the things we have done is, uh, again, uh, and I, I got to say that uh, membership has its privileges. Um, and, and just one quick story before I go. Um, I first started working on computers back about 36 years ago. And my employer gave me, you know, the standard CRT monitor and, and a computer. And at the same time, I had joined ACBNY. So I had been working on computers for, I'd say, about eight months when I went to my first state convention. And at that convention, uh, I got to see what was, uh, for the time, state-of-the-art. It was a larger monitor along with a, a device that would magnify print. I went back. I, I never would have known it if I hadn't been an ACB. I went back uh, to my employer. My employer was very accommodating. They got what I needed. And um, I now saw all the typos. I was a programmer that I was making on my programs. And it made me, uh, I'd say, 100% faster. It increased my productivity. So um, going into an exhibit room, being like a kid in a candy shop, uh, there's a tremendous amount of wonderful stuff, low-tech, high-tech, et cetera. And it's helped me immensely. Wonderful, Charles. I'm going to go ahead and check the room for any hands up. We're coming towards you. Thank you so much for identifying yourself. <laughs> Hi, Zelda. This is Sandy Owens. Um, you spoke about the chopper. What yes. brand or what is that called specifically so that I could purchase that? I'm, I'm going to jump in here. We have a whole futuristic plan about the chopper, <laughs> folks. No, I'm kidding. Go ahead, Zelda. <laughs> I, I think we should create a CCLVI uh, fundraiser and just sells choppers. But um, I used to get mine at Bed Bath & Beyond. So I'm super sad that that they're no, no longer in business. Uh, and it was actually called the Vidalia Onion Chopper. Um, first saw it at my daughter-in-law's. She was making pico de gallo and she was chopping onions and tomatoes and green peppers, you know, and all, all the fun stuff that goes in there. And I was so impressed. She she is very accurate as she's a CPA and everything has to be just so. And and but you can go to Amazon and look for choppers and just make sure um, the one that I like is got a reservoir kind of in the bottom. So then the blade, the um, the thing with the blades in it goes on top of that. And then there's a lid that comes down and pushes whatever it is you're chopping through the blades. And then it, it's it's kept in the little reservoir underneath, which is wonderful. Um, so I would right now, at, you, you can go to Amazon. You can actually search on Amazon for Vidalia Chopper. Yes. Before we go down too far of a rabbit hole, I think there's been an executive decision made already here because everybody keeps hitting each other in silence that there might be a forthcoming but chopper recipe swap or something to oh, the right. Okay, I folks. I think we can do that. Yeah, I think so too, though. I've, I've, be I've become the, the egg salad, you know, 
at funerals in our church, we serve usually ham sandwiches and egg salad sandwiches. And um, I'm the egg salad lady. I'll make seven to eight dozen eggs into egg salad. And, and I'm, I, I do the celery and the onions in the little tiny, it's an eighth inch um, between the blades kind of thing. And then the eggs in the half inch. And, and everybody thinks I have wonderful knife skills. They just don't know what, what I use at home. Wonderful. Well, Zelda, I happen to be a big egg salad fan, but I would have to, I would prefer not to have to kill somebody to taste your egg salad. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Folks, we seeing no other questions in the room. You have one on Zoom when you're ready. One, one on Zoom. Thank you, Sheila. Mm -hmm. Linda. Um, okay. Um, well, um, I'm intrigued by that Bedelia onion chopper. Um, my question, um, I used to be able to use a CCTV and write by checks, which I could still do at night because in the daytime, I, you know, I get too much glare because I have a cornea, uh, uh, swollen corneodema issue. So, um, so now I can't do that. And when I do write checks, there are a few people like my grocery lady from the senior center that would rather write the check Raise for me because she can't Close. read them. And I have tried the uh, check writing guide, both kinds. Um, one that kind of keeps the check in place and one that, that doesn't. And the one that keeps the check in place, I like better, but you have to write so small that I, I had trouble, uh, you know, with like writing the letter G or letters that kind of hang off the line, um, you know, so that hasn't worked for me either. So I guess I want to know what do people do when they have to write checks? Do they have to depend on someone else or what? I'd like to answer that. I, I don't have the normal size checkbook. I have an extra large one. It's it's um, and it has a raised line um, on the lines that you have to write on. Um, they're raised, and that helps me. Um, mm. And and yet I I know if I've got one of those letters like a G or a Y or something or other that I I can go past the raised line and you know and do the hangy downy part. So uh, I understand that, but I actually asked a friend. Hey, what, what's the problem? Is it that I'm not on the line or you just can't read it? And she, and this is somebody I trust. And she mm -hmm. said both, which is discouraging oh. for me. Yeah. And so I don't know if something like that would help me or not. Uh, you know, well, my larger check gives me a bigger area to write in. And I don't know if that just means that I've got bigger area to make a mess in. I don't know, but I, I find that I write out fewer and fewer checks. I, I'm going to have to agree with Zelda. The bigger check gives me a little bit more space to work with. And I, I think mm -hmm. it's, since it's also on a thicker paper, almost uh, not a regular check paper, mm -hmm. uh, it does hold a little better. You can really, you know, hit that ink on there. But thank you, Zelda and Charles, for um, sharing with us. We are going to now acknowledge Miss young Miss Dale, because we have older Miss Dale, senior Miss Dale. I, 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 there's no way for me to do that right. Never mind. <laughs> Young Miss Dale. Yes. Thank you, Mikey. So if I remember correctly, the question was, what's something that you used to do that now doesn't work due to your vision change? Is that correct? 
or whatever you whatever you want to talk about first. Okay, so something that used to work for me that now doesn't, and I'm actually thinking of getting rid of it because of that, is my full-size CCTV. For the longest time, I had 2,500 vision, and it was as of about a year and a half, two years ago, I have... 2,200 in one eye and 2,800 in the other. On top of that, I've also been diagnosed with Charles Bonnet syndrome. For those unfamiliar, that basically means that I see lines in my vision 24-7. Yes, even at night. So I no longer use my CCTV because I used to be able to read print that was between a 48 and 72 font and no longer am able to do so. So now my primary method of reading is braille. I would prefer everything electronic if I can. And I learned how to write checks when I was in high school, but, but, I, but I have not done so since. Wonderful, Jessica. And so your CCTV, you're replacing it with what? A screen reader type of thing? You prefer electronic? Uh, yeah. And my iPhone, like I mentioned, uh, somebody mentioned the magnifier app earlier. I use that a little bit, not super often, but I do use it. So yeah, that's helpful. And it can read things. And Something else that I recently discovered is that the iPhone has a fully accessible measure app. I knew about it, but I hadn't used it until I was up at my cabin one weekend and needed to measure something. And guess what? My phone did it with 100% accuracy. I did have a sighted person verify, and our numbers matched exactly. I was shocked. Okay, I'm going to need you to peel back the layers on that, girl, for real. Uh, what were you measuring? How did you measure it? <laughs> and where is that whole situation? For those of you on Zoom, I know you can't hear the, the mumbling in the room, but everybody's like, mm -hmm, yep, exactly. Yeah, we need to know that right now. <laughs> So I was measuring, I believe it was a dresser, if I remember correctly, and I can't remember why or what the circumstances were, but I was, I was just raised hand floored raised that hand. my phone could give me a 100% accurate measurement using voiceover, of all things. This app is... 100% accessible to voiceover because it's built into the operating system. You don't even have to download it. Okay, so for those of you who don't know, Jessica and I actually know each other from, from uh, many years ago and, and, and she, she identifies as my little sister and I identify as her big brother. Little sister, you haven't told us how to do that yet. <laughs> I need the name of the app and I need to know where to go. Like, do you put your hand on yeah. one end and the phone on the other? I think that's what we're trying to figure out, right? Right. <laughs> so 
the name of the app is just simply measure, measure. and you take your hands at either end of the phone and slowly move it along whatever mm -hmm. object you want to measure and it uses your camera this is all done on device you don't mm -hmm. even need an internet connection for it it uses your camera to give you your measurements okay and then so what you do is you open the app you double tap the screen move the item very slowly from one end of the object to the other. When you're done, double tap again and the distance is calculated. Okay, I'm still excited about it. <laughs> Although I think in my mind, I got a little too futuristic and I actually saw myself like measuring water and liquids with my phone for a minute. <laughs> But but between between the fact that I might have Zelda Gebhardt's egg salad and now that I can measure things with my phone, I think this session just became absolutely worth it. <laughs> so Jessica, in your everyday life world existence, <laughs> what talk to us about what you use in that high tech world besides your iPhone? Besides my iPhone, I mainly use either my L Braille, which unfortunately I don't have with me today, or my Lenovo laptop, which has both JAWS and NVDA on it. I primarily use JAWS, but it's always good to have a backup just in case one fails. So... Yeah, and I use that to check my email, Facebook, Twitter, whatever. So Jessica, you told us a story about um, language languages changing. Remember about it being in, I think, French. Maybe a wrong key setup, Jessica. Did you switch one of your devices into a different language? I may have. That sounds like she may also not want to admit to it at this point, folks. <laughs> yeah. Story, and I don't remember enough about it, but it was one of those things that we could have all done. Yeah. We could have all messed up and been like, well, and I can't read XYZ language. <laughs> yeah, I remember parts of it now that Mel has said that, but I did. I. I messed it up, but the good news is, guess what, folks? I fixed it. Awesome. So here's here's a question for all four of our folks as we, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, do we have any hands raised on Zoom for Jessica? Yes, Constance. Hi, this is very informative. This goes back to the checks question. I did not hear the current question. I just want to briefly say that most banks have these large checks. I've used them for years and they're called guide checks, G-U-I-D-E. And when you need new checks, you can specifically order them. And I believe with or without the deposit, but they're all raised lines. 
and they're called G-Y-D-E. Thank you for that. Anyone else on Zoom for Jessica? Janine? I I just really would like to know what is a CRT. I've been racking my brain and searching the internet, and I can't find what CRT means. I'm I'm not sure where CRT is. Your panelist said it. It's It's Charles. It's a... It's called a cathode ray tube. It's alphabet what? soup for it. Really what it is, is an old monitor. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, yeah that, CRT that, that was prior that. to the flat screen ones. Oh. Yeah, I go back to the Stone Age with I, computers. Okay, I just had no clue and I was Googling and I text Mikey, but it probably didn't come through. So yeah. thank be- you. Be- best answer is it's an old monitor. Cathode I ray tube is, is the technical, Ooh. I think. But thank you for the acronym answer. Thank, thank you so, you. so, so much. Janine, that's what we used to connect to our stone tablets and chisel, okay? <laughs> you know, that's what they do. Hand, any hands in the room? <laughs> Questions for just. <laughs> I'm, I'm familiar with the large checks. We've had someone in our community tell us that the business refused it, saying it wasn't a real check. Has anyone ever run into that? And if so, how do you handle it? Yes, I can answer that. And I will tell you that they are that that, that has happened because I have used those checks. I don't write that many checks. Um, and there is a funny little federal law that... <laughs> You can basically make a check out of anything um, as long as it has all the information on it. So um, it, it is up to it's, it's hard to get over that type of uh, educational advocacy and introduction to something. It does take a lot of people by a back when they see a larger check. Um, but if you take a moment and explain uh, what the situation is, they should get through it. Uh, you know, we we deal with with. with individuals who don't know everything all the time so it's 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 one of those situations but that has happened actually to me um and i just took a minute and you know showed them you know whatever it's it's never happened to me they've always taken my check but it it like mikey says it is it does present a teachable moment um if you do run into one mine are of course printed with my information on it and and my account number and you know, uh, I guess they like money when I give it to them, so they don't refuse it. On Zoom, Wanda. Hi, my question is for Jessica. Jessica, you mentioned earlier that you use the Envision AI app, and I was wondering, I use that one too, but I was wondering, is there an image feature on that app yet where I can take an image from, let's say, a text message or something and have it describe it to me? Yes, you can. Um, If you first save the image to your phone, although you don't have to, so you can do it one of two ways. You can open the image by double tapping, assuming you're a voiceover user, and then go to the share button. And on the share sheet that comes up, is a button that I believe is called Envision It. And if you double tap that, that will open the focused image in the Envision app. And assuming the image has text on it, 
it will extract it. Great. So, Thank you. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and ask this question in reverse order because uh, Jessica has had a lot of time to prepare for all the questions. So now I'm going to flip the tortilla on her. So she's going to go first and Cheryl's going to have a lot of time to think about this. What is the one gadget gadget thing that has been your biggest conversation starter with, with what I like to refer to as sightlings when we're out and about, when we're using something or doing something with one of our accessible tools that people always seem to gravitate towards with a question and say, hey, what is that? And, and it leads to, to some conversation and some education. Jessica? I would say probably my iPhone, especially if people see me typing. Because when I type, I will dictate or use the on-screen keyboard, but 99% of the time, I use Braille screen input. I've even taught people how to use Braille screen input. I'm, I love it. It's amazing. And so that's with an external device. Nope. That is built into your iPhone. All you have to do is be using voiceover and enable it. And if anyone would like to know how to do that, I would be more than willing to show you and teach you how to use it. Okay. Charles. I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, uh, believe it or not, my uh, Victor reader. Um, it's it's something that I, I use just like everyone else who uses the product for for reading uh, books, and uh, now with the more modern versions, um, uh, uh, podcasts and it's etc. And uh, people always will ask me, well, what's that device do? And uh, my answer, probably half humorous, is it's a blind, uh, visually impaired person's um ipod um and when i tell them what it can do uh they're, they're pretty much floored by it cool cool uh zelda well um something that has gotten a lot of attention from from my grandkids they think it's super cool um especially when they were younger is i had a pair of magnifying glasses that had lights um, on on either side too, and and it's like, Grandma, get your glasses with your headlights, you know, and um, um, yeah, that. But when I'm out and about shopping, um, I'm in Walmart or or wherever, and somebody sees me using a magnifier because that's absolutely the only way I can tell, you know, the the 50 different types of of Crest toothpaste, you know. Um, <clears throat> they'll go, oh, so smart. Labels are getting so small nowadays. And, you know, I, I need to get one of those too. Um, it, it, so that's gotten the most conversation starting. It's just, just my regular handheld magnifier. Sure. Easy, easy question to answer. My guide dog. <laughs> 29 years I've had a guide dog and uh and for anybody who questions that you might have too much vision uh talk to me I'm happy to give you without going into it I'm happy to uh share about it that I was high partial when I got my first guide dog 29 years ago 
So my guide dog, everybody wants to know about him. Mm-hmm. Ask well, me, have... are you training him? <laughs> we are we are well past our halfway point. So I, I wanna I wanna see if there's anybody in the room or on Zoom that has any, you know, a, a quick one or two sentences they'd like to share and add to the conversation. Then I'll circle back around to our, our panelist in closing and see if they have anything they forgot or, or, or would like to close with. So I'm going to do it in reverse. Anyone in the room would like to chime in and chip in and share a little bit. Whoa, not all of you at once, folks. <laughs> I think everybody's on Amazon looking for the Dahlia Chopper right now. Uh, Folks on Zoom, we'd love to hear from you. Pamela. Hi. I just had a quick question about Envision. I don't know what that is. Uh, Jessica, you want to take that? Absolutely. I'd love to. So Envision, or more properly called Envision AI, is an app that is available for both iPhone and Android and is now free. So all you have to do is download it and then you can start recognizing stuff with it. And as I mentioned, it will even take pictures from your camera roll and recognize those. Thank you. You're welcome. Anyone else on Zoom? Linda. Okay. Um, here's a question. Um, I use seeing AI, you know, on my iPhone, but one thing I don't like about it is if I'm trying to read a notice in the elevator of my apartment building, I can't just, if, if I can't hear what voiceover saying, because I have a hearing uh, problem as well. Um, I'd like to be able to take the iPhone out of the elevator and come home and read it, but it disappears. So the first question is, does uh, the Envision AI, is is that better that way? Uh, would I be able to read a word at a time if I don't hear something or a character at a time? Because those are the things that I'm unable to do using the Seeing AI. Don't answer all at once. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You I'm can take not, a picture. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm Go not ahead. exactly sure, but mm-hmm. I do know that if you use Envision's document mode, that you can save it and you can read it that way and then you can go word by word, character by character, whatever with voiceover, assuming you got a good image. Well, the thing is, um, I could do the document mode with seeing AI also, but mm-hmm. it keeps telling me I don't have the camera aimed this way and front edge not visible and yada, yada, you know. Well, so I don't know jump- if it would be better with Envision or not. I'm going to jump in here. This is Mikey. Good. First question I have is what iPhone do you have? I have uh, iPhone 8. Okay. So at, at some point when it passes away, um, the... The, the newer models have built-in OCR with their cameras. So mm-hmm. when OCR for my acronym phobic folks are optical character recognition. And so you can hit your camera and I use this all the time, folks. <laughs> uh, you open up your little camera, you put it over and it'll say text detected. 
I'm usually holding my phone to make sure it's still and I use my and, and I'm really into it because I have my hands up giving a demonstration. So it, as if everybody could see me on Zoom, um, I use the volume buttons to take the picture. I'll open up that picture and I'll tap it. And just after it starts saying a bunch of identifying things, liftable subject available, it will read it to you and I can slow my voiceover down and do it that way. And, and we're not going to go down the rabbit hole, but if the notice is being put up in your apartment building or your condo, they should be providing it to you in a format that is accessible to you. So you may want to check with, with the powers that be there, but that, that is another option that, that seems to have worked very well for me. And as far as the individual characters, it won't do that, but I can definitely slow my voiceover down quite a bit to get it to where I can figure it out. Mikey, you have two hands on Zoom and you have five minutes. Thank you. Thank you. I just got the five minute warning from, from both sides. So I, we're, we're, we are perfectly on time. Uh, folks on Zoom, we're, I'm going to ask that you keep it down to a minute so we can do some closing up here. Okay, well, Nora. Um, I just wanted to say real quickly that I actually use the... Um, Zoom in on my iPhone camera. I don't necessarily I don't necessarily have to go in and find another app because I know where that camera is and I just zoom it way in and it, it blows things up a lot. I have glasses I use for magnification as well. And I did put a blue light filter on the front of the phone just to protect how much blue light might be getting into my eyes that way. And the other thing, if you want Envision. You do need to put in Envision AI because there are several apps on iPhone for different reasons that are called Envision. Wonderful. Thank you. Next on Zoom. Gregory. Good afternoon, everyone. Um, I just wanted to make a comment more than a question. Uh, for the benefit of all, iOS 17, which will be coming out this fall, has some really amazing accessibility features. They're still in beta. So I can't talk to the final product, but the most exciting thing to me is the ability to point your iPhone at a kitchen appliance or other types of appliances like laundry room and have it actually read the dials, knobs, buttons, sliders, and text so that you can operate a device that you don't know anything about physically. Uh, and so that's pretty exciting. There's also the ability to uh, have vertical text inside of a image that it will capture and read to you, whereas now it just does horizontal text. I don't know if that's gonna be extended to videos in 17, but with respect to another aspect, which is hearing, there's also a bunch of devices called made for iPhone hearing device directly that you can now pair with iOS 17 devices. And some of the some of these things will come out over the next several months to a awesome. year. Great. Sounds like there's great things to come. Thank you for sharing that. Yep. Folks, uh, my once again, my name is Mikey Weisman. I'd like to thank Mel and the folks at CCLVI for uh, having me here. I'm very honored and humbled. I, ho I hope I did a, a, a decent job with this raspy voice. I'm gonna hand this back over to Mel for, for closing up. Thank you guys so much for being here. I, I didn't know so many people like hearing me talk. No, I didn't get it.
He absolutely did. He has a tour group fan club. Let's be real. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But very seriously, I cannot thank everybody in the room, everybody on Zoom, Zelda, Cheryl, Charles, Jessica. It's been a phenomenal, I've learned stuff and I thought I was pretty good at this, but clearly we don't know everything. Um, Oh, I got my one minute warning. Um, Real quick in that one minute, is there anything that any of the panelists want to add real quick? This is Zelda, and I'll, I'll just say, um, I know when you're at convention, the exhibit hall is very, very tempting. Um, I always have to tell myself, you know, even, even though I have a condition that I'm gradually losing more sight, more sight, more sight, it's difficult for me to get something in enough time to learn it before I really need it. And, you know, it, but, and also to give myself time to learn how to use it. So keep those things in mind when you're tempted by buying something this week. Thanks, Zelda. Thanks, everybody.